Hello and welcome to another episode. We're live. Tim is sitting right next to me. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So that's why he sounds so fantastic. And we're recording it straight to our audio side of everything. So, you know, uh, we may, um, if you do hear the music start playing again, Tim, just ignore it because it's the outros on the end of this. Um, but uh, yeah, we're here. We're live. Uh, we're going to make sure you go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming, where you can get everything, the YouTube, all that stuff. I may be switching to YouTube gaming to stream. I don't know yet, even though I'm affiliated with Twitch. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's moving over there. So we'll see what happens. The first story we want to get into is, so my birthday was October 19th. You know what I wanted for my birthday, Tim? Um, World peace. No, I wanted one of the Xbox mini fridges, but guess what? Scalpers sold them out so fast that there is none available. None. Zero zilch. Where where did those, were they selling just straight from Microsoft or Xbox or was it a... I think it was the Xbox site through Microsoft. Okay. So it was like, wait, what, 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 what? Like I logged on and it was already all gone. So I was like, what the heck? Which is crazy, and it wasn't that um, expensive for only being, you know, what was it ninety nine ninety nine? So of course, you know, it's not a hundred dollars; it's a penny less than a hundred dollars, right? Um, on it, did it say? You know, there's no link to like click it. How big it was? Was it about the same as like you know, like a college dorm room mini fridge, a little bit bigger, a little bit no, a little I bit smaller? I want to say it holds like twelve cans. That's still not that bad. I mean, that's a 12-pack of beer soda in it. So, I mean, while you're gaming. Let me see. Um, and it does release in December. Wow, they have it for sale right now for $500 on um, all these third-party websites. That's crazy. Um, oh, how big will it be? It's 13.75 inches tall. And it's about... 6.9 inches deep. So, yeah, probably about 12 cans. Right? That's tiny. I think that will. I thought it would be a little bit bigger. But for only 100 bucks, I mean, I mean, it's a, I mean you can get one of those little mini Coke ones for like fifty nine ninety nine that holds, I think, eight cans. Yeah. So, it, it seems right about 100 bucks. I mean, I'm not saying that it's worth it. I mean, it could be horrible quality. We're going to find out soon enough. But Well, and, and you're paying for with it actually being a Microsoft... Um, you know, Xbox, it's not just, oh, it's just a generic fridge that you could put on it. You got to at least play right. something royalties or whatever it is. Right. Um, on it. It's like the ones when you get any type of thermos or whatnot, you have the the normal colors in there. Let's just say, you know, nineteen ninety nine. then you get the camo one. You got to pay $5 more for it because it's like a, a real tree camo or something like that. Ex- exactly. So, I mean, it makes sense. But. Which in reality, they pay pennies on the dollar for that, but then you pay... You basically you sell three of those. It covers the cost, right? But I'm surprised it's not not a little bit bigger than just a little over a foot tall. Yeah, a little over a foot tall. I mean, that still is pretty big, especially since it's not like the mini fridges that have the little freezer area. I think it's just all cool. So yeah, I mean that would be a cool addition, and it would look good. So you, I think that's perfect for the streamers that have like the nice setup where it shows their whole room, and you can really have it on your desk. I know a lot of them like the clear ones because they could put whoever they're sponsored by. Like if they're sponsored by Raise Energy or anything like that, they could put that in there. So we'll see. The scalpers are going to be out and uh, 
and about selling this like crazy. Yeah, right before Christmas. Exactly. Um, we're going to have a separate Disney pile, so I'll skip that one. The next thing we have is, so I don't know. So I, I've been thinking about this since we you shared it, Tim, and since I saw it. So they announced um, the anti-cheat for Call of Duty. I think it was the day after we recorded. I think, or it was yeah. the day of. They might have made the announcement. They made the, the announcement day of, and then the next day they they released the the whole idea behind it, which is called Ricochet. Now they're saying that somebody leaked the info, and uh, excuse me, they said they leaked they leaked the actual anti cheat out, and that the hackers broke it in a day. Now, okay, like if that's true, that's horrible. But hear me out on this. What if they released some sort of Trojan horse-esque type thing and they were just trying to get people to see if they could break it and when they broke it, they're just capturing all your information and your data so that they know when they do go live, they got you. Yeah, and that would be smart. I mean, that's exactly what I would do is kind of, like you said, Trojan horse it and all it's doing is just gathering your information. So, I mean, that would be perfect. That would be, you know, awesome. Then when it drops day one, as soon as you log in and get in the first game, before the first game is even done with, you're already, hey, thanks, see you later. I mean, there's been rumors that they already have lists of people who have been accused of cheating, who have been caught cheating, and then they basically just keep that list there where they're going to just do one massive ban. So... I mean, it wouldn't put. It, I wouldn't put it past them. Well, and if you do that, day one, come out with a big ban, then it's going to get everyone. Ooh, they're they're kind of serious here. Um, but like you know, like I said all along, you got to keep up with it. You do a massive ban from massive ban or anything from the get go. That's great. It shows. Hey, out the gate, we're good to go. You know, we're going to do it. But if you don't keep up with it, then it's ah, oh, just wait a little bit and. It's it's gonna go away. They got you know, yeah. Like anything, you got to keep up with it because guess what? These hackers and cheaters and everything, they're gonna keep up with it. There is, um, it's their basically nine to five job it, for guys and certain guys in Russia. That's what it is. Is, ex- to, is to hack exactly. So you got to keep up with them, and they're keeping up as well. So it's a battle back and forth. Um, so. You know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because I because the joke. So I was playing Apex last night with a couple of the guys in the Ninth Warhounds, and um, they were flat out saying they go, they everyone thinks that Raven Software is just lazy, and they were waiting for Treyarch to take over. They wanted Treyarch to do all the work, and that they probably won't because the 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 anti cheat is going to coincide with the release of Vanguard which is going to be a new map on Warzone. Warzone will be getting a new map when Vanguard drops. So, to me, it's also, they're basically just building this all up, so when all of a sudden you go to the new map, bam, you catch them. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm optimistic, but... And a lot could happen between now and then as well um, with it. I mean, that's true because they legitimately could change some little things here and there. Maybe, maybe they were even were putting a kernel out there to test. Yep, letting them see what was the weakest part, and then they're going to reinforce those parts. Yep, that would be smart. I mean, then that way you're coming out day one with, 
you know, a really good all around product and know what you need your, your tweaks or improvements on the weak areas that you need to make for it. Yeah. And then when you drop it, Hey, here's what we got. And like you said, if you do some type of Trojan horse esque type drop, then you capture everything. Then you could use that as well to improve it. That that's you, you know even more so. That 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 seems like the most likely idea I think. Cause I mean it it's a it's a step in the right direction. I mean you know? I mean here's the thing. So so people that don't know uh, Tim and I. So I have another podcast I do for the Ninth Warhounds. Tim's been on it a bunch of times. And one thing you learn when you're gaming as much as we have and. You know that, like, there's, I've watched a Vice thing about how there's basically versions of Google, like, offices in Russia that all they do is they get up as a 9 to 5 where they legitimately develop hacks for different games. It's a business over there. And my thinking is, is wouldn't you think that Raven Software would have hired one of those dudes? Because they can't be making that much money. They could literally, I mean, they have the money. You got to think, obviously, they are making the money off of the sales for the skins, for the weapons, blueprints, all that kind of stuff. But they could probably pay someone $150,000, $200,000 a year just to sit there and develop stuff for them to prevent this from happening. And it would be smart. It'd be money very well spent. But we'll see. We only have a couple of weeks to go before the drop. So we'll see what happens then. Um, the next thing we have, which was kind of, um, it's kind of there's there's a couple things in here that have been really fun. This one is kind of cool. So Hawkeye is going to have a two episode premiere on November twenty fourth for um, the Hawkeye show. I am more and more excited because um, I loved. Did you ever watch Tag with Jeremy Renner? No. Okay. So this has a very tag-esque feel, and I really enjoyed it because it wasn't like slapstick comedy. It was more of like a fun, like humorous type thing, and they're making this seem like it's almost – because for those that don't know, I am in my I love my comics. One of my favorite comics is when Hawkeye and Deadpool are neighbors, and they're legitimately um, going trick-or-treating together, and they're just starting like – like Hawkeye's nice to him just because he's his neighbor, and then Deadpool's like, "Oh, he's my best friend," and Hawkeye's like, "No, you're not my best friend," but you know stuff like that, and it's it's a lot of fun to me just because I don't know if he's going to his comedic spot like he is in the comics. It's going to be fantastic, mind you. This is set after um, uh, what you call it after all the events of what's gone on in the timeline. So, uh, we, you know, you really don't know when it does take place, but I mean, we're going to, we're going to see what happens fairly soon. And I'm excited. This is one of the ones I'm really going to like, um, let's see. And with the, did it say how many episodes that's, um, the series is going to be, um, by I, chance? I, I'll tell you right now, it's not, it's, it's similar to the other ones. It's only a handful, um, Probably eight, ten at the most. Yeah, and I know that there's a lot of speculation. Oh, six episodes. Six episodes. Oh, wow. So after the first two, then it's just going to be four more weeks, and that's it. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Well, and you got to think, though, each episode's probably an hour long, I want to say. Yeah, that would make sense. 
let me see the runtime. Doesn't have the runtime on them yet. That's kind of weird. So they'll probably be about an hour each, and it, it's one of those things where you 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 know, I mean, it, it could go. You don't know what's going to happen because I I've liked every single show, and what I've really appreciated about every Disney show so far is that they've had a different variety. Like it doesn't feel like you're watching the same stuff over and over and over again. You're watching WandaVision, which was different than Loki. You know, and this should be, you know, along the same kind of line. So I am excited about this. No, exactly. And I wonder if if they have a two-episode premiere. Well, no, they probably wouldn't have a two-episode season ending because then it would only be three <laughs> three well, weeks. And I mean, I'll actually double-check right now because they might do the thing because the, they're changing. Well, they split it into two. Well, no, but they're changing the date for releases of um, stuff. Yeah, no, it's a week later. Just, no, wait, hold on. December 1st, so November 24th. Let me look real quick. Um, actually, a month from today. Okay, yeah, so it is a Wednesday. So they, they are sticking with it already. So the new release date's Wednesday. Um, comic book day is on Wednesdays. So they're trying to coincide with that. Um, so that's probably why. So it is sticking to that schedule. So it's going to be two on the first day and then... The f- a week later, that's actually gonna be awesome, dude. I'm gonna be able to stay up and watch the first two episodes. That's Thanksgiving. Oh, yep. There you go. Hey, hey. You got something? You got something to do? I got something to do. I used to be the brother-in-law would come over and we would play Madden, and I'll never forget we played Madden one year, and when it turned over to midnight, uh, Phil Sims would say hello and happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> and it was kind of cool. Like <laughs> I did cool. it on the fly. Um, next we have sadly, but congratulations to Michael Caine who has announced he's going to retire from acting at 88. Um, let him enjoy everything that he's done. My favorite part about this though, is that, uh, later in the week, um, Ryan Reynolds said he was going to take a break from acting. Mind you, he has like seven movies in the hopper, so it's not like we're not going to see him. Um, but he said he was going to retire from, uh, he's going to, uh, take a break from acting and his wife posts on his Instagram, Michael Caine did it first. <laughs> and I was like, that's savage Classic, right there. That was yeah. that was really cool seeing that like live on her on his thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, but the biggest actual news from the past week, which actually happened six days ago, um, they moved basically every single film except for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, I think it was. Um and the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special, all of them have been moved back. Is Some of them significant, some of them just kind of a little bit of a delay, and I'll get to the reason why in a minute, but the, this actually has caused crazy changes because a bunch of other movies are now getting bumped forward from other studios because they're like, well, we're taking that spot because that, there's nothing else. We're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is when they release the schedule for when they're going to drop a movie, some of these smaller studios are like, well, I'm not going to get dropped against Black the new Black Panther movie or the new Thor movie because I'm going to get killed. So I'm going to just, you know, we'll hold off and we'll do it. Well, a lot of movies have gotten pushed up. And what's really cool is, is the reason why they're doing this is nothing other than they're just trying to take their time. They want to give people more time to finish stuff. Do good, and I think the big thing is, is what we talked about last week with Bob Chappick about um, not listening to, uh, but not listening to Bob Chappick by Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. 
was Shang-Chi did amazing. I watched that in the theater. Amazing movie to watch in the theater. It was a fun movie to watch. It had great aspects that tied in very well to Doctor Strange. You know, spoiler alert, Wong is in it. And Wong's in the first very first part of the movie. And he's in the trailers, too. Everyone's known about it. But it has a very Doctor Strange-esque feel. But um, the one thing that you, they don't tell you is, is they are speaking Mandarin through a lot of it. Really? Yeah. You're, you're reading a so lot you're of reading stuff in the screen. Huh. Yeah, Aquafina is in it. I don't know if you know her. She's on a great show on HBO Max called uh, Nora from Queens. Um, she's a comedian, and she's very, very funny. She's like legitimately one of my favorite female comics, just because of you know, she's kind of a stoner comic, but she's funny. And um, she does not speak Mandarin in the movie, so she, they translate for her. Like, oh, they'll talk to her in English, kind of thing. But what I do love about it is that. I believe she really does speak Mandarin because in Nora for Queens, she, she knows what they're saying kind of thing. So I do like that kind of it. But I think they saw the success of that. Also, Dune this weekend, they probably were for, foreseeing the projected stuff. I watched the new Dune movie. I very much appreciated it. I loved it. I watched it on HBO Max. I wouldn't go to the theater for it quite yet. Um, we'll talk about this later, and Tim and I will talk about it off stream. Um, but... They are having the biggest opening since the pandemic for Warner Brothers. So it's obvious that people are going to the movies one way or another. Whether that means paying for it on demand, signing up for HBO Max, because they can track that. Like, you know, if if they do any more... I know HBO Max next year has, I think it's like 30 movies slated for... um, create for basically content for HBO Max exclusivity. They're not doing day and date anymore. But... If they see someone sign up for HBO Max and they know, hey, look, they signed up for HBO Max, that's why they did it was because they wouldn't watch this movie right away. They can track that data. So, well, we hope they all make the movies in time and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, this one was kind of cool that Tim shared. So, um, the, is I watching ironic too? So the PS5 was September 2021's best-selling console by unit in dollar sales in the U.S., ending Switch's 33-month reign at the top of the hardware unit sales charts. Why this is interesting is, is I think this is a fluke and maybe a little bit off because the new one dropped in October, the new Switch. So oh, yeah. The OLED one. So And that's the one they had displayed in the ad. So they try to make you think that's the one it is, but it's not. The one that it dropped in October. So maybe people were waiting. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. But it just surprised me that the Switch held that record for, you know. I mean, you got to think, man. It For so many people, portable gaming is where it's at. I yeah. mean, you, I can remember when I got my Sega Game Gear. I had a PlayStation. No, no. I had a, PlayStation. I had a Nintendo. So while the graphics were better, I was looking at this tiny little bitty screen. Right. You know, and the reason why I loved it was just because it, the access, man. It was like I could carry this with me with my extended battery pack on it, this big old thick thing that weighed like 15 pounds, playing Beavis and Butthead trying to eat tacos. Man, that was a fun game. Playing Sonic the Hedgehog, it was so much fun. Right. No, exactly. And it was the availability it was there as well, where with, you know, obviously the PS5, yep. you know, 
you you had to get it when when it was there if you were lucky enough and kind of same thing obviously with with the microsoft as well and those two i mean nothing against nintendo which is weird because it had a 33 month sales streak um you know kind of nintendo is the 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 third one on, on the list um as far as you know popularity because everyone you know you got ps5 microsoft always battling it out um and then you know you got poor little nintendo back there even though they were one of the first ones into the game but like you said you know with it it was you know you never really heard of of a run on it unless it was you know when it first came out and then after that everyone got it and oh hey i could do this on it i could do that on it you know people were not necessarily playing it at their lunch breaks but were watching you know youtube on it or doing different things yeah with it than just playing the game and and with the availability of being able to do wi-fi things from different stuff you know um i have mine hooked up to my wi-fi uh i have a switch and actually what's funny is is i probably spend more time watching watching youtube on it than i do anything else um i mean it's just convenient sitting in bed on a bigger screen you know what i mean yeah, no, exactly. And like you said, even with the um, the Sega one where you were probably, you know, you could hook up the Nintendo and play that on the TV, but then you got cords and all this where with that one, it's you'd be on your bed playing it and not, you know, like you said, the, the same thing uh, and not have to just the portability of it, not to worry about getting up, turning off the TV, turning on the, you know, Turn it on the TV, turn it on the console. Then you got the you know the wires to it and everything. Where with the um, the Sega one, it's just turn on the power button and boom, we're we're up and going. Yeah, and that's the um, yeah, that's the thing I didn't think about is just it's so easy to like I I literally pop on there whenever I'm kind of I don't know I'm bored. I'll pull out, you know, the Super Mario. They have a new Super Mario World on there. I can't remember what it's called. I've played a bunch of the different games. I was playing the Pokemon Sword. I mean, there's a lot of ones that you can sit there and just veg out and be like, yeah, this is what's going on. It's fun. So um, we'll see how it happens. We'll see what changes. Um, and also the Steam, that's what Tim sees me scrolling around. That Steam deck comes out into this in December. Right, yep. And I forgot about that. We pre- Did you pre-order it? I pre-ordered it. I forgot I pre-ordered it. Um, I got to remember. Well, yeah, because it was, what, only like five bucks Five bucks to hold it, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how I can. I can't remember how I'm going to find it, but um, I'm going to make sure I figure out what's going on with that. But what I will say is is we're going to see when it gets closer to Christmas because there was a thing where they made some more stuff available. Um, I can't remember. Like... Somebody said that they were going to make stuff uh, available. I think PlayStation was doing more stuff to make stuff available as they could. But, I mean, we're going to see what happens. Um, The next one, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Anytime you get more Danny DeVito, I I don't care. Danny DeVito is amazing. I want to see him in everything. And, um, yeah, we're going to see what happens. Because he's going to be playing... Something in the new Haunted Mansion movie. That's going to be an interesting one because I wonder what he's going to be just based on his, you know, and it could be a completely random character that's not even in 
haunted mansion or or, or any in the ride i mean um <clears throat> or he could be you know maybe the uh you know the caretaker in the graveyard with dog he could be um you know i mean yeah he could have he could have a smaller part and we don't even know it exactly he could be and it all depends on how closely to the ride that they take you know take with this I, it it could be anything but you know he's going to do a a good job in it because i mean hey it's it's Danny DeVito it's Danny DeVito and so fingers crossed i i'm excited for him and all of that uh, gloriousness um this is kind of funny so um, I did watch the first trailer for the Uncharted movie with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, because um, everything else we have besides the last one is all Disney stuff. Uh, I watched that trailer and it's very like spot on. It is Uncharted to a T. Everyone was like, "We want to see Nathan Fillion play the character of Nathan Drake." But I think Nathan's too old. He would be the person in the end one. And I am pretty sure they want to make like an Indiana Jones-esque trilogy. Um, Mark Wahlberg makes an amazing Sully in this. I think that's what his name is. I can't remember. Yeah, Sully Sullivan. No, is that what it is? I can't even remember what his name is now. I haven't played the game in so long because they only have like the greatest hits versions of it now. But Tom Holland makes an amazing Nathan Drake. And... um, I mean, obviously, people. I, I don't. I don't know why people were so like anti him, but uh, the trailer looks good. Uh, yeah, Sully, Victor Sullivan. He goes by Sully. Um, and ironically enough, that's why I knew that one girl. The girl in there, her name's Tati Gabrielle. Um, she was in um, you as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just excited for it. I saw the trailer. The trailer looks fantastic. And it looks very much true to the game. And I hope, obviously, the game is very Tomb Raider-esque. So, it's very hard to screw that up in a movie format. Right. Unless someone's like, that's not true to the game. Well, come on, man. Come on. I hate to do that. But we're going to see soon enough. Um, I don't even know when the release date is. February. So it's coming in February, so it's soon enough. We'll see. Fingers crossed it does great because I would like to see a second one. You know, um, Let us know if you have watched the trailer. I know Justin has, so if Justin's listening. Um, but uh, go to uh, linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. On any of those platforms, leave a comment. The last normal thing we have is the Xbox Series... Two terabyte expansion card costs more than a Series S. So two terabytes is going to cost you $400, which is not bad, technically, um, because they're SSD cards, and um, they're they're basically, they have some out right now. I have a two terabyte or one terabyte card um, for my Xbox, and... Um, I think it just because it does have a problem. If you buy the ones that are not perfect, sometimes when you put them in, if you if you if you have enough like data where you're literally filling up these cards, you can have problems when you put them in. They won't read. Mine happened the first time I put it in; it wouldn't read. Really? 
I had to pull it out, put it back in. I don't know if it was because I did it when it was off or what, but it said remove and reinsert. I've had no problem yet. The weird thing about the Xbox is it will ask you, would you like to put it on delete data from your Xbox and, or would you like to put it all on the card? And I'm like, well, I have only, I have like one and a half terabytes left on my card. Why would I put it on the Xbox that has zero? I don't know. So I go ahead and did that. But it is interesting to point out that it literally is $400. So you, you literally could buy a Series S for the price of one of the hard drives. So do with that what you will. What I will say is the next stuff is all Disney Pile stuff. And it's hilarious to me because Connor was complaining to me, Connor from ConCon's Cantina, that the Genie Plus and Lightning Plus, he goes, doesn't make sense the rides they have on it. He goes, the rides on, on the Lightning Plus don't make sense. And they don't. Because a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of stuff. Well, it is funny. You know, obviously, you know, the, the Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, all of that has all, you know, dropped now. It's up and for up all and running. For all parks in the U.S. <clears throat> for, um, yeah, for everything. So, and of course, you know, day one when it came out, you know, everyone's testing it out, seeing what's going on. How can you do this? How can you do that? Um, and then towards the end of the day, if not the next day, you get, um, you know, some of these these bloggers and, and news reporters or, or different, um, you know, Disney websites or not Disney websites, but, you know, bloggers websites on there and like, oh, hey, look, you know, you could actually stack lightning lanes on it when they say you, you know, you can only hold one at a time or whatnot, you know, actually, um, you know, really not necessarily a deep dive on it, but how you can do it and it's not necessarily you only have one at a time so it's it's just interesting how they came out with it and like you said things have already changed um especially with the the lightning lane on it um you know so basically now it's almost pays to be a hotel a disney hotel guest there I mean, you got perks already, but now it kind of seems like even more so with uh, with the Lightning Lane access. Yeah, no, um, I saw a complaint today by someone in line for one of the rides, and they're like, I'm in the Lightning Lane right now. And it was like a line of like 50 people. So, you know, they obviously can't control whoever does that. Um, we did say, what was it, by 10 a.m. the first day, they sold out the Lightning Lane stuff. Yeah, for right. Yep, for, for rise, the rise of the resistance and Slinky Dog was as well. Was like two hours later. And then the crazy part is, I found this out from Connor. Did you know that um, regular pass? So um, if you go in, so if you and I go to Disney World, we have priority booking over pass holders. As far as us being out of towner, or so being if we a if resort we, guest, if we get a resort guest. Okay. If we get Lightning Plus and uh-huh. they have Lightning Plus on their pass, we can book at 7 a.m. They can't book till 9 a.m. Really? Yeah. Because he has a, a Florida resident pass, which is a Monday through Friday pass. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you get it that far. Two hours ahead. Wow. That. And I mean, <clears throat> you know, obviously you get, 
you know, like we've been saying all along, that you get a lot more perks, obviously, if you are a resort guest. Now, in saying that, being a resort guest, you're paying, you know, a decent amount more than, um, and when I say resort guest, staying on property through an affiliated Disney hotel, you are paying more than maybe, um, you know, a hotel outside the, uh, the, the Disney World resort bubble. But in doing that, you're getting a lot of added perks um, on it with that being one of them at, at seven o'clock in, including other things as well. But it's surprising that it was that normally it's okay. Resort guests, you could book at seven o'clock, you know, uh, APs or everyone else, you know, maybe eight o'clock or AP, you get eight. Everyone else gets nine because the parks open at nine or right. Wh- wh- whatever it is where you would still have, you know, the maybe a chance to get in. Exactly. And especially, you know, the APs because that's your, your bread and butter. So I guess they're magic keys now or whatever. Well, I guess whether right. it's APs. Um, but that's your your bread and butter. So you want to cater to them as well. Obviously, resort guests, you're really catering to them because they're coming from out of town. Um, so that's interesting that it's I do, that far. I, I think the dumb part about it, though, is, is that. I think you, you, your idea is better an hour difference because how many people do you know of that aren't going to show up? Because you got to think the out-of-towners may get held up on this. Kids may be too tired to go back to the room. Where you're a local person, you're going for that ride. And then you're spending the rest of the day walking around the parks. Because that's what, like Connor said, him and his wife will go for the fireworks. They'll go have dinner and watch fireworks. He'll go, if you haven't followed it, it's the... Uh, uh, cantina castle i think on tiktok i'll look it up real quick um but he has a amazing tiktok where he cosplays like it's legit like next level cosplaying the castle's cantina and let me tell you for sure uh yeah no he does a really good job so on that go follow him on tiktok it's i-t-z-k-o-n-k-o-n and his his latest TikTok that I saw that he did that was um, uh, that that trendy song is like I've never killed a Jedi before or something like that um, is phenomenal. Um, let me see, Cantina, the Castles Cantina is his um, page, and he does amazing amazing cosplay for it. And so go, 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 go. Cause it's like next level. But like I said, they go, they go hit one ride. He had not rode resistance yet. And he lives there because COVID hit. It was back packed when they would go. It was very hard to get on. So he finally got to go on it. And, um, he has some opinions. I'll let him voice those on his own. Cause I already know all about him. Cause we talk every day, but, uh, yeah, man, like it's kind of shocking that this Lightning Plus was such a crazy thing, and then people are like, "Why is Space Mountain on it? Why is this?" And it is a good question to ask. How they choose which rides to go to put on it? Exactly, especially where you know when you have similar rides on both coasts, east and west coast. Disneyland Resort, you know, on a whole, has three total rides on it: one in Disneyland, two in California Adventure. Um, and not one of those being Space Mountain on it. So then Disney World, you get Space Mountain on it. And really, the only difference is 
um, well, obviously besides track layout or, or whatnot, but is on the car design, it's like Matterhorn. You're sitting single file, single file instead yeah. of, instead of side by side. But and, it's still, and, it's it, and they have photo on that one too, don't they? Well, they have photo on Disneyland oh, one too right. at the end. That's right. Um, but it's not it's not in the same spot as it's different. As, you're as in, in a Disneyland. motion. Yeah, you're, in you're a like corner. on a curve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but. On that, it's not like it's different. It's not like, oh my gosh, instead of, you know, it's a launch type system. It's not that, oh my gosh, it's got you know, an upside down or anything right. like that or corkscrew, nothing like that. I mean, pretty much the same, same principle. It's a roller coaster ride in, in the dark. Um, so it's weird on on that one because at Disneyland, it's it always has a line too. So, yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And what well, this is a good thing to say. So I have a story about going to Disney World 2011 for our honeymoon. And I always, when I go to a different state, somewhere away, I'll wear something that maybe has my hometown's name on it, or it's a local sports team. So I'm walking through downtown Disney with the San Jose Sharks Joe Thornton t-shirt on, and this girl yells, go Joe Thornton. Well, it turns out she's from Manteca, you know, and she's working there on the college program. Cool. Well, we go on the Jungle Cruise, and uh, we walk off, and the, the skipper's like, man, that's... um." That's an interesting team to be liking out here. I'm like, oh, we're from California. And he leans in real close and he whispers. He's like, you do know we have one of these out there, right? And it's true. Like, you would think you would at least make it consistent on both coasts. Because here's the other thing you're going to run into. There's a lot of people that go to both parks. That go to the East Coast and West Coast frequently. I know of people that were going, you know, they live in the Midwest. And they go to Disney World once every three or four months. And they go to Disneyland once every two or three months. You know what I mean? Especially like if you're in like Arizona area or whatever, you can drive to Disney over here pretty easy. And you're going to have people, I'm not one of them, but we're just preparing you for the people that don't understand. They're going to be like, well, I have Lightning Plus on my stuff that goes to Disney World. Why isn't this right on and over here? You know what's going to happen. You know it's going to happen 100%. And I mean... You know, whatever, who cares? But this is one of the things I'm shocked because Disney is usually pretty consistent on all their stuff. I mean, barring the COVID stuff with the state regulations were different. That's why World's been open longer than Disneyland, which shout out to Disney for recognizing everyone who helped reopen the parks. They did give them a very cool memento that they've all been posting lately. Did you see what they gave them? No, I. They gave them a um, the the ba- their badge with their name on it. That said April 30th, 2021. And it was in a framed little, like, a plexiglass thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I thought, I thought that was just something for the 50th anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. No, yeah, that was for Disneyland. At, at, uh, they gave all Yeah, they gave all the Disneyland employees that to basically say as a thank you. And one of my friends was like, you know, she posted that we, I, this is really appreciative. And you got to think, look, man, you like, you know, my dream was to work at Disney a long time ago. And it's not realistic unless I would have gotten a master's or a doctor in something because that's what basically everyone there is. If you've ever noticed, almost all the maintenance guys are not from here. Almost all of them are Russian. Ironically enough, the maintenance guys are almost all Russian. And I don't know if they've gotten some sort of schooling over there that we don't, but those guys are really good at what they do. Uh, my one friend, their, their pest control, their pest control job at Disney World you have to have a doctorate in entomology in order to do their pest control there. I mean, that makes sense. Remember, they're looking for entomologists at Epcot. Yeah. And, you know, the qualifications were pretty high. It's 
almost the same qualifications um, like to work for the um, University of California. Their, um, oh, I forgot what it is. Uh, anyways, being like a, a rep for them. Uh, like a, a a crop rep or whatnot, like an almond rep or anything right, like that. Right. Like the bare minimum is, you know, masters, but then they want like really heavy on research. And obviously if you have your doctorates, that's, you know, a bonus. If, if, if you got your masters, yeah, you you're qualified for it. that's like the minimum qualifications. Then, you know, they always have like optimum qualifications or will really help you, which is doctorate. Cause then, you know, with that, uh, you know, you've done the research and everything and have the, the doctoral, behind your name which is very similar to over there and it's a i mean you got to be really on top of your your game over there because we're just the 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 region that it's in the climactic conditions all of that over there you know when you go over there you're in a swamp and that's perfect for like mosquitoes or anything like that and we all know what mosquitoes carry and whatnot Uh, there was no mosquitoes over there, which means, and you don't see them, you know, anybody out there with like a backpack sprayer or a duster, you know, spraying, walking around through the park, spraying it. So, and and if you've ever been there, if you've, if you've never been there, I'll explain it to you. When you come in on the bus, Tim is not over exaggerating. You're going through swamps. Like it's basically vegetation around the entire area. You know, Disney already is already its own beast, you know, Disneyland they have the no flies over. You can't fly over Disney without prior permission. You can't do this. Disney World's even bigger because they own most of that property around it. And when you, like you said, there's you never see any bugs. And what's crazy is some of those swamp areas with, are dirty, man. The water by the castle, when it's time to change the water, is not clear. And it doesn't take that much to put, but they have wildlife in there. So they can't put the clearing stuff like you put in your swimming pool. Yeah. Yep. So they have like turtles and fish and all that stuff, and they do drain that out. Uh, I think a Rivers of America in Disneyland is closed right now and it's drained completely. I think. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. But when they do it, like you said, they're very um, eco-friendly, eco-conscious of it because of that. And not only do they have, you know, fish and different wildlife in there, but you got to think you got ducks that fly in there, so they're going to eat the fish, eat the the insects or whatnot that are on there they're going to drink the water you know any type of you know whether it's ducks or um i don't know if they really have any like cranes or 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 egrets or whatnot over there but obviously everyone sees the ducks there so a lot of ducks now imagine um you know you have a duck that all of a sudden you know lands in this drinks the water or eats a, a small fish or eats some insects or whatnot that are in there starts flying away and just falls out of the sky for no apparent reason it's like um what's going on here so you got to be really you know eco-friendly eco-conscious over there and disney world does a great job on that Uh, like i mentioned before you know you could go around the the boat ride and and see all of that and i think it's like the land or or some pavilion in epcot but they do have a tour i think it's called or behind the seeds tour at least when i was there for our honeymoon and it was Mm -hmm. like five ten bucks um really cheap uh but you get to go behind the scenes of everything there um, and the one that fascinated me with me being agriculture and went to school with in the background was how they dealt with just their um, IPM, you know, integrated pest management that they do there. A lot of 
you know, biological control where they're sending out different type of bugs that prey on, you know, mosquitoes or what type of, you know, infectious bugs they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you have that, you got the natural predators on it. So they're not having to spray or use any harsh chemicals there. Um, and it was very interesting to see that at least for, you know, what, what I thought it was. My wife didn't, you know, really, I shouldn't say not care for it, but wasn't into it as I was. Cause that's what I went to, you know, a lot of classes that I went to school for. So I was asking all these questions and my wife basically poked me and said, you're really nerding out right now. Nobody understands any of the questions that you're asking besides the kid that was there. And ironically enough, like you said, you know, you met the person from Antica. Well, this kid was there. He was on the college program from Disneyland and he went to school at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Yeah. So I gave him a little ration on that. Cause I went to school at Fresno state, you know, rifle ag, yeah. ag one. Just so um, everyone knows Tim publicly uh, called the um, miss uh, California slow at the Tulare Farm at, uh, Show, the International Ag Expo, because she went to Cal- San Luis Obispo. Pretty sure she didn't want Tim taking a picture with her afterwards, but she nope. still did. Tim hey. does not does not uh, hesitate on that rivalry one bit. <laughs> yep, no, exactly. And I got you know friends. Actually, you know, some of Chris's relatives went there as well. Some uh, I don't oh, think any yeah. of my relatives did. Not that I could think of. But anyways, it's just you know friendly razzing or whatnot and when my brother went to fresno state he played baseball and cal poly would always come and beat us even though there was no reason to but they always did so even more so on that anyways but it's you know really cool and just like i said they're they're integrated well and i I, I will i will say people don't realize in california at least where we're at or i'm at actually i did pest control for 10 years and um if you get your pool called in in the summertime as being a nuisance or whatnot, and you do not respond to the county within a certain period of time, they will go and throw fish into your pool to eat the uh, mosquito larva. Because what people don't know is, is crane flies actually, and the people call them mosquito eaters, they actually don't eat mosquitoes, they eat the mosquito larva. So you want them around waters of water. If they're flying around your house, they ain't going to do you any good. And what they do is they throw the fish in the water to eat the larva, and they charge you $250 per time they have to go out there to put fish in there. And they will come back for their fish. So um, it's kind of cool seeing that Disney probably goes even to a next level on that with what can – because people don't realize they have lots of cats there, like at Disneyland, and they feed – I believe they feed a majority of the ones Disneyland is by Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because there's a spot where you can see there's some sort of feeder system. Yeah. Um, and they they have to know how much to feed for how many cats they have. Because trust me, we have a dairy. My stepmom used to feed the cats all the time, but she fed them just enough to keep them around, and there was no mice, there was no rats. The second the last cat dies, they have mice in their house like yep. that. Yep, And so 100%. Disney is on that next level, which is kind of awesome. Also kind of, um, I don't know. And they're responsible too because they... Take the cats if they see a new one or whatnot. They take it. They inspect it. Um, you know, as far as a clean bill of health, uh, probably give it. You know, at least some sorts of shots so it's not out there. You know, mangy and ragged or or whatnot. And they spay or neuter them. Yeah, because if not, just like I said, the cats that you do see out there, 
Um, and they're smart because, you know, during the day, they know that there's people and guests out there. So if they don't want to be bothered, they're going to go hide or whatnot, whether they're in a planter or up by their feeding station, whatnot. Then they know, hey, sun goes down a couple hours later, whatnot, or just starts getting a little bit more quiet out there. They're going to come out and start start their hunt um, because, you know, if they didn't spay or neuter them, you would have a crazy population of cats out there and it would almost be overrun especially during the day and you get you know guests out there oh hey look you know pretty kitty or see this cat and yeah they are friendly cats because i'm sure they're used to like the custodial staff out there at night or whatnot and they're not going to chase them off or anything because you know once again it's that ipm management so um but but with it you know it's um you know the the cats are there to to serve a purpose it's it's interesting too because like Francisco is my favorite cat, which Francisco is actually a girl female cat. Lives behind Grizzly River Run. Always say hi to her when we're there. Um, but um, it was it was very interesting to see just how everything worked when we were there. And uh, we did the we did the different behind the scenes tour than you guys did, but. It was still pretty awesome seeing everything because you would never think that you would see that kind of stuff. You Disney's very open, mind you. They don't let anyone to sell their pomegranate lemonade. And every time I see Tim, I complain to him about this because we've tried making it and we can't make it. Minute Maid doesn't sell it anywhere, and that's just how the power of Disney is. Just you know, insane. So, yeah, exactly. Well, and when you go there for you know soda, it's all exclusively coke products because they have you know a thing with them they don't want to you know whatever the contract is or or with it they you know keep keep that going for you know the reasons that they always have been because at disney world and we're me and my wife particular to pepsi products we had to literally um the hotel we were staying at um we had to literally go outside the hotel. I mean, not in the parking lot or whatnot, but like outside the property of the hotel, cross the street, and then there's a gas station, and finally find the Pepsi products. Because even at, um, even though it wasn't a Disney affiliated hotel, but it was inside, you know, the Disney bubble, uh, they still didn't have Pepsi products there. So thankfully, we were able to find it. But anyways, like you said, just the power that Disney has. Yeah, they're um, they're next level, man. They're um, it's it's kind of crazy the, the trajectory they've. I've personally kind of you know seen everything going, and the more we talk about it, the more we're just kind of like you know everyone wants to hate somebody or hate some place, and Disney's the first one they're gonna go to because they're like, oh, you know, you know, Disney does this, Disney does whatever. You know, they're 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 a business, and we love them, we enjoy them, so. It is what it is. But I want to thank everyone for coming through to listen this week. Well, hold on, wait. wait. We got one more thing that, what did we miss? that you would like. What? The Guardians of the Galaxy oh, Cosmic right. Rewind filming yes. is underway. And it, did you see how uh, the article or the person or however how it came about? How? They um, were asking James Gunn or he was... I can't remember if it was one of those things on Twitter or whatnot where like, hey, ask me questions or I'm on a – my flight got delayed. Ask me questions or, or well, whatever yeah, cause, it is. Because he was addressing the Adam Warlock stuff and then they're starting filming. I think they've already started or they're going to start extremely like really soon like this week. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Um, he put despite this on Twitter, despite stories to the contrary, we haven't started shooting um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three yet, but we're pretty close. So then, um, you know, then of course somebody's like, you know, dot dot dot. How about now? And then um, somebody else. Uh, wrote uh james are you working on cosmic rewind at ebcot he said yep that we have all in caps started shooting so so i'm sure they're they're waiting for that to finish before they oh that's that's pretty cool so cosmic rewind is near the guardians of galaxy ride at uh ebcot and um they usually do some sort of video type stuff like they did for mission breakout at uh california adventure um so let's just oh fingers crossed now I got to plan a trip to Disney World man well and, and the thing with that is is it would make sense is hey we haven't started filming Volume Three yet but we're we're filming the videos or whatever we need for the Guardians of the of the Galaxy and they, ride and they because get... they're all here well guess what's going to be next and the only reason you know so the Cosmic Crew is set to open twenty twenty two at Epcot which is next year and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is set on May fifth twenty twenty three. So mm-hmm. they're going to do the one that opens first, first. <laughs> and then do the next well, one because guess what it's going to roll into? Everyone's here. It's not like, oh, hey, everyone get together. We're going to shoot this. Then we'll break for three or four months. And then, hey, everyone come back again. It's like, no, we'll shoot this first. Get this out of the way because it's going to be wham, bam, easy. Right. And they get into character for it already. So it's almost like a preseason forum to well, get back into form they probably for their have, character. They probably have to do it too because uh Bautista is not gonna play Drax anymore. So now that he's done, they probably want to get him before the film movie starts because then he'll probably refuse to do it. Yep. No it, exactly. Well, he does not like Disney. That's one person that doesn't like Disney. <laughs> well does he not like Disney or is he, he like, just he's mad at Disney. He's he was very frustrated with the James Gunn firing um, and for those that don't know, uh, James Gunn, the whole controversy about his dark humor jokes that he posted on Twitter, he was actually married to Jenna Fisher at the time. And I find it quite kind of odd that they didn't try to get her to address it, which just shows you how the cancel culture worked to, for him. Ironically enough, he went on to create the Suicide Squad, and now they're freaking out because that's why they brought him back is because Batista was like, I'll walk. He goes, I'll pay you back money. Batista's got enough money now. To, you know, pay people back and be like, no, I'm not doing it. But so that makes sense why he did it. Um, but that thing, thanks for reminding me. I did see that and forgot about it. But minus, minus some technical difficulties that we'll see if you guys notice or not. I want to thank you guys all for listening. Mr. J, um, give Tim a good smack when you see him for me. Because I'm going to give him a smack before he leaves today. And I got to keep him in check while he's gone. You know, give him a little love tap. Uh, but I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, thank you for going to Linktree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. We greatly appreciate all of our listeners. This one's coming out a little bit later because we did want to record it live. But the good news is, as soon as I'm done here, I get to edit it and post it because it's ready to go. So, uh, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.